Welcome back to Worship Weekly. Be sure to like, comment, subscribe, but most importantly, share Worship Weekly with someone else this week. This week's message will continue Making Choices with Making Choices Part 2. Scripture references were Galatians 6, 7-8. But first, the Scotland Evangelical Presbyterian Church Choir. church. Lived in Elderate, Arkansas. We was bringing her to church in a bus every Sunday morning. Sunday night and Wednesday night. I had a family in Elderate, Arkansas. The West family, Brother West, was bringing in people. He'd run the bus every time. We bought the gas. He didn't have no gas, pay for no gas. He just come down and filled up, went back and filled up. When he come back again, he went back and forth. 
Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. Bring me, he was my right-hand man. He watched my back. He stayed with me until he passed. But I was in pure part of him when he passed. But I want you to know that he made a choice. He come heard me preach on a Wednesday night and watched the crowd and told me, he said, I'm looking for a church that's got a crowd on Wednesday night. A lot of them got a crowd, a big crowd on Sunday morning. Nobody there on Sunday night all that. And just about empty on Wednesday night. And you still got your crowd on Sunday night, Wednesday night. And I like that. And I would like to join your church. And I, best thing I ever done in my life, that was a choice. I took him in and I said, we'd love to have you. He made a good choice. He come in there with me and stayed with me until he passed. Stayed at the church until the year after I left it. Then he got upset with the preacher and got up and walked out. But I, I want you to know that brother's in heaven now, praising the Lord. And no doubt in my mind still praying for me. And I'll see him one day and be able to hug him and thank God for him and walk with him again. He was, took, I took him to Chicago, Illinois one time to see Jack Howells' march, in March. And took him, we drove up there. He had just got operated on. He was laying down in my car all the way up there. And another man drove me, Mexican, to went to my church. He drove us up there. And we stayed and they run out of money the second day. And I bought the meals all week. Took care of the mobile hotel room and stuff. And gave him something to eat. And we, we had a good time. God broke his heart on something I've been preaching he didn't agree with me on. And Jack Howell then preached the same thing I was preaching. And he, he said, I was wrong, preacher. I'm sorry. I said, that's all right. And it didn't bother me a bit. A lot of people are different, different at times. But I want you to know that God hears our prayer. God knows our heart. God knows us. And I want you to know that, that you, you've all got to make a choice. And sometimes it's hard. One of the hardest things in my life that I've made, that when I had to give up my preaching, but I'm not quite able to stand up and preach like I used to. I could preach in a wheelchair, but I ain't crazy about that. But I've preached a few times since I've been ill, and I pastored some when I was in my wheelchair. But uh, I just got why we couldn't go, and then my wife's sick now. And we just had to make a choice to stay home. We couldn't go like we used to all over the country and preach and help churches. I tried to help a lot of them made a choice. We had to make a choice to sit back and just take care of ourselves. Till the end of time, till the Lord come back and get us. When we die, go to be with Him. And I want you to know that it's, it's hard not to visit like I used to every day of the week. I visit. I had to make a choice. Adam and Eve made a choice. Adam made a choice to listen to his wife. His wife made a choice to listen to him.
the devil as he twisted the word of God. Adam ate of the fruit that his wife gave him, and Eve ate of the fruit off of the tree that they didn't supposed to eat off of them. And they made a choice. And they realized after they made that choice, they ate that fruit, that they was naked, they didn't have no clothes on, the Bible says, in verse 7. And they made fig leaves together and made them a aprons. It sounded like to me they both had aprons on. He had an apron, she had an apron. And then we, we find out that uh, they had to make another choice. They had to leave the Garden of Eden. And we found out another thing, that uh, he had to work. We inherit Adam and Eve's sin. Every living person has inherited Adam and Eve's sin. I hate to say it, but it's, that's what that's what happened in our life. We inherited his sin and her sin. And and we gotta pay for our own sins. Yeah. You know? So you gotta watch what you do. You gotta watch how you live. You remember in Galatians six, seven and eight? Be not deceived, God not more. For what the man soweth, that shall he also reap. For he that soweth it to the flesh, shall the flesh reap corruption, but he that soweth to the spirit shed of the Spirit, red life everlasting. So Adam and Eve were drove out of the Garden of Eden, and then God put a flaming cherub in there, a flaming sword, and some cherubims to the Garden of Eden, and kept Adam and Eve out, and they couldn't go there anymore. They made a choice, and they messed up, and we don't want to make that kind of choice. Another man in the Bible, made a choice. His name is Samson. As I read about Samson's life, we made a choice. And he made a bad one. But uh, that's beside this point. Samson was a great man. And we read about it in Judges chapter 13. And it tells a story about Samson. Samson was one of the strongest men that were. He wasn't just anybody, he was a strong man. And in Judges chapter 13, verse 24 and 25, you might want to underline those two verses of scripture. And a woman by his son called his name Samson, and the child grew, and the Lord blessed him. And the Spirit of our Lord began to move him at times. The camp of Dan between Zoran and Estral. And Samson was as strong as a man can be. I want you to look at Samson's life for a few minutes. Let's take a look in the Bible, Judges 13, 24, 25, and Judges 16, through 30. You'll find some things out about Samson. Samson was a weak old lion with his bare hands one time. We see that in the scriptures. He wasn't scared of him. We'd call to the Lord. He was a great man. Samson was a Hebrew judge. He judged Israel for 20 years. He was unique in what he in birth. A man of life were foretold supernaturally. 
and down. He killed a lion. Thirty Philistines and one thousand men with jawbone of an ass. He broke his strongest bands, carried off the gates of Gazar and pulled out the temple of the dragon. His name is among the faith hall of fame. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 32. His name is mentioned in there. As long as Samson kept his Nazarite vow, he was unconquerable. Samson never called the armies of Israel together. He asked no strong, no assistance. What he did, he did alone in his own strength. Samson's life teaches us the evils of mixed marriages. Mixed of foreign marriages in Judges 14.3. In Judges 14.3, says this on the line and put a star beside him. Then his father and his mother said unto him, Is there never a woman among the daughters of thy brethren or among my people that thou goest to take a wife of the uncircumcised Philistine? And Samson said unto his father, Get her for me, for she pleases me. And verse 5, 6, In the spirit of the Lord underlined it, the Lord came mightily upon him, and he rent him as he would have rent a kid, and he had nothing in his hand. But he told not his father or his mother what he had done. He had killed a lion. You read that up above that one verse. It was strong. Samson teaches us he was a mixed of foreign marriages. Judges 14.3, playing with temptation or sex, of sex. He played to look too long at the devil's barbershop. He yielded to carnal appetites. In chapter 14 of Judges, verse 1, the three. Samson went down to Timnah and, and saw a woman in Timnah and the daughters of the Philistines. And he came up and told his father and his mother and said, I have even seen a woman in Timnah and the daughters of the Philistines. Now therefore get her for me to wife. And he married her. He yielded to carnal appetite. He lost his eyes and he lost his fellowship with God and he was in prison a while before he pulled down the gates and he said but I want you to know this Samson died with his enemy and he killed more enemy at his death than he did when he was alive he, more he made a bad choice and he died with that choice I believe Samson was saved because the spirit of God was upon him but I believe he broke fellowship with God and it cost him his life. He's in heaven. I'm looking forward to seeing him one day. Some people think he was lost. I think he was saved. God was with him. And then, second, I want you to look at another Bible. Character is Achan. Name means trouble. You'll find him in Joshua chapter 7, verse 8 through 12. And you'll find that Achan was a 
man that was greedy and he shouldn't have been, but he was the man who brought trouble to a nation when there's sin in the camp. That's what we worry about our, our country today, when there's sin in the camp. We got a president that's bringing sin in our camp, not thinking around about it. Donald Trump made our country great again. He was for our country being great again. And he was for Christianity, he was for the Bible reading and stuff. But Joe Biden's not, them Democrats up there, about 90% of them are lost. They got some saved ones. Some of them Republicans are lost. They got some saved ones. But we need to pray for our country. And, and say, did not take Joshua long to discover that his defeat of AI after his succession of victories was because of sin in the camp. Achan had taken some balls from Jericho, which God had forbidden anyone taking anything. He took some Babylonian garments and 200 shekels of silver and a wedge of gold. Of fifty shekels, and he didn't curse under his tent when Joshua found those things in his tent. Joshua took Achan all what he stole, plus his sons and his daughters, and his oxen and his asses, and his sheep, and his tent, and all that he had or owned, and they brought them to the valley of Achan men. The valley of trouble, and all Israel stoned him with stones, and buried them with fire, and burned him with fire. I want you to know, Joshua won all them wars, and then he went to Ai and got whipped. He won't know what happened, and he found one of his men. It's he had stuff under his tent floor, he covered it up, and stole some stuff. I tell you what, it, it, it wasn't like Joshua to, to take it. Aiken made a choice. He was on the side that won the war, lost the war. He was on the side of Joshua that won all the wars, up to this one, and he lost to AI. But when they was cleaning up the camps and stuff, Aiken found a lot of stuff he wanted, and he took it and hid it on his blanket on his tent in the ground and then opened his mouth about it. And Joshua's got to wondering about it. How in the world did we lose this war? And we won all the other ones and he couldn't understand it. And there was some sin in the camp. And there was sin in the camp. Achan decided to steal. God told him not to take nothing out of Jericho. But he done it anyway. So Joshua had to make a choice, and it was a bad choice. He didn't want to do it, but he done it. And Achan had a choice, and he stole some stuff when he was told not to. And then it, Joshua had to make a choice, and he took everything he had stolen. His family, his kids, his tent, everything he owned. That Aiken had won in him wars, and Joshua be whipped. He took them, and he took everything and put it in the Aiken, Aiken, meaning the 
A-C-H-O-R, Valley, meaning Valley of Trouble, Acorn. And all Israel stoned them with stones and buried them with fire, burned them with fire. You see, it don't, it don't pay. And it cost Acorn his old family everything ever over. And that's a sad situation when you see that. Read it back in the scriptures. I want you to know that Joshua didn't want to do what he did, but he did. He went ahead and had to do it to teach these people a lesson not to do what they're told not to do. And I want you to know that it's not uh, it's not hard to go wrong when the devil attempts you every time to turn around. The devil's smart. He's got ways to tempt people, and some people just don't realize it. This is Reverend Danny Jackson from the First Faith Baptist Church in Rogue, Louisiana, talking to travelers on the radio. We'll let y'all know that you need to get saved if you're not saved. And if you are saved, you need to go to church. And if you don't go to church, you ought to be shaming yourself.